0: Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each Thursday, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of Pro Choice Ohio. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at OH. Enjoy
1: the show!
2: Hi, this is Gabe.
1: Hi, I'm Randy.
2: And I'm Jamie. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Woohoo! Hey, I
1: forgot to wear green. Yeah, we all
0: did.
2: Well, I I don't like doing the wearing green thing. So I'm like, I look like a leprechaun every other day of the year. (laughs) Yeah. And the whole green beer thing. No. I don't do that.
1: There was a guy who left my doctor's office. He was coming out as I was going in. He was like green pants, green sweater. Like he had on a hat. He might have had a necklace. I don't know. It it was definitely, I felt like, oh, wow, I really dropped the ball on this. Because apparently. he, He was
2: probably Italian. (laughs)
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> Italian? That doesn't make sense.
2: Well, that's what I'm saying. Is that real Irish people don't do that? <laughs>
1: oh, okay.
2: It's it's not a cartoon. But <laughs> uh, before we get started with our agenda, I just got done watching the Irish Prime Minister in the White House this morning gave a badass speech talking about how the Irish were some of America's first immigrants. We built this country mm-hmm. and made America great. And he's standing right beside <laughs> Donald Trump talking. That's I mean, awesome. just straight up yeah. respect immigrants, because if you disrespect them, you're disrespecting us and our history. Yeah. And I was like, yes, that, uh, that's yeah. my people right there. Exactly.
1: That's good.
2: <laughs> it was great. So everybody go watch the uh, Irish Prime Minister as soon as they're done. Yeah. Um but uh, the first thing we have to talk about today um, is about Toledo. Everything is Toledo. You know, Toledo is is the neglected <laughs> city in the mm-hmm. state of Ohio. Everybody mm-hmm. focuses on the big three C's. Um, Toledo was like the swing city in every big election. Um, we had a great event. We'll talk about it in a little bit in Toledo last night. But um, right to life of Greater Toledo, uh, different event. Uh, <laughs> Not held their hard. legislative breakfast this morning, and their keynote speaker was Ohio Supreme Court Justice Sharon Kennedy.
0: Mm-hmm. In other news this week, <laughs> <laughs> the Ohio Supreme Court decided to take up the Capital Care lawsuit. Right, this day from open, Toledo. From Toledo. So now you have a judge, a justice on the Ohio Supreme Court, talking to. Greater Toledo Right to Life's legislative breakfast this morning, who then in a couple of months is going to hear the Toledo case and the preterm abortion case as well.
1: I'm assuming she didn't make a special trip over there to tell them how bipartisan she is and how um, if she's going to be on the up and up mm-hmm. and then they shouldn't expect anything from her.
2: Well, we didn't get to hear her remarks, but I'm guessing no. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that that's a safe bet on my part. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah, Supreme Court justices, it's... You lose all ability to look at a case impartially if you're participating in... Yes, the a fundraising events, event. ...a fundraising event for an organization that's taking an active role uh, in lobbying to create legislation to shut down clinics. You can't then go and be the judge in a case yeah. as to whether or not that clinic gets to stay open. Mm-hmm. This is a terrible conflict of interest, and Justice Kennedy needs to recuse herself. Yeah. So I
1: don't understand why she would do this if she doesn't plan on. Re- like, this is obviously not okay for you to go there and then try to say that you're going to be impartial. Like, right. I don't understand what her. Train of thought was on this.
0: My favorite line out of the Inquirer article about this that was, um, that we'll put in the show notes was she told the Inquirer when they asked her about her endorsements from Ohio Right to Life that she didn't give up her First Amendment right to free speech when she became a judge. Like, well, no, you didn't, but you've got to also be able to show that you can be an impartial person. And yes. by being the keynote speaker at a fundraiser right. for an organization that pushed this bill, if I'm remembering it right, like the whole transfer agreement stuff and all that stuff was even announced with Lynn Watchman in Toledo with Toledo right to life. Like they were the people who started
2: the pushing for these yeah. transfer agreement laws. Mm-hmm. Cause so, the university of Toledo medical center was where all of this mm-hmm. started. Yeah.
0: So it was the public hospital ban that sent capital care into this situation, the push for that legislation was announced in Toledo with Toledo, greater Toledo right to life. And now she's speaking at the event for the organization that introduced pushing for this bill.
2: Right. Yeah. This is a conflict of interest that she (coughs) needs to recuse herself from both the capital care case and uh, a separate case Um, which in terms of cases is unrelated, but in terms of subject matter is still quite relevant. Uh, Preterm, the clinic in Cleveland is challenging uh, abortion restrictions, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, that have been inserted into state budgets. Budgets, uh, a budget is really just a bill. It's a $60 billion bill that the state Mm -hmm. has to pass every two years. Um, Bills are supposed to be single subject. Mm -hmm. So the budget subject should be about, the budget and not the budget plus random abortion restrictions Mm -hmm. Uh, so preterm is challenging this saying no 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 no, no. this was passed illegally these abortion restrictions should be struck down because they did not go through Mm -hmm. the legislative process according to law Um, that case is also headed to the state supreme court justice kennedy should not be participating in either of these cases yep So, um, as Jamie mentioned, Cincinnati Inquirer this morning was reporting on it. They broke the news um, and have a quote from Kelly Copeland, our executive director. Kelly said, Justice Kennedy should recuse herself from any case related to legislation that was proposed and supported by the anti-abortion groups that endorsed her candidacy to avoid any appearance of impropriety.
1: I would agree. I think that's a fair thing to do. Yeah. If you, I mean, you can't have like you said. You can't have both. You can't say that I'm still going to go over here and speak, and I'm still going to rule on a case that's obviously they would want the, you to rule in their favor, and they give you money, and they support your, you know, you running. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just so many
0: things. Well, and and the hypocrisy is really, really just hugely ripe here as well because I can't remember which case it was. It was either a Planned Parenthood Southwest Ohio case or it was the Haskell Cincinnati Clinic case. One of the justices that was supposed to hear one of the case, one of those cases at some point had like previously been a board member or a supporter of Planned Parenthood in Cincinnati. And the anti threw a big ol' fit about how he was going to be the judge who decided the case. And right. he was forced to recuse himself.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm pretty positive he'd been a Planned Parenthood board member. Yeah, I think that was it. So Planned Parenthood, Southwest yeah. Ohio. So, you know, that seems fair. Yeah. So he
0: recused himself because of the, you know, whether or not he was an impartial person, the appearance was that he was not impartial in this same way. I mean, you now have fundraised for this organization. You need to step back and say, I can't hear this case any longer. Exactly. Or you should have not gone in the first place. But, you know, whatever.
2: Right. So that's your state news. Um, Looking at what's happening nationally, um, I feel like a week ago we talked about how the ACA reform had been unveiled, Mm -hmm. and it already...
1: (laughs) Hot-ass mess. Is
2: is it almost virtually dead hot-ass mess? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this thing really seems to be out of gas Mm -hmm. already. So... uh,
1: I mean, you mean out of gas, like, they're not still going to try to pass it? Or just out of gas, like, it's just looking really terribly? I,
2: I, it's it's certainly not going to pass. You know, they were talking about, we're going to get this done by Easter, which nobody no. believed. No. But this thing is not going to get passed anytime soon. I mean, the amount of, you know, we, we joked about this, uh, yeah, it was last mm-hmm. week, how... Yeah. You know, the Democrats hate this. The conservative Republicans hate this. The mm-hmm. people who like it are pretty much Paul Ryan and Donald Trump. And I think that really sort of hit home this past week. Um, you know, Rachel Maddow was talking about it. It's it's not going anywhere. Yeah. You know, no. when you're giving half million dollar tax cuts to insurance company CEOs and at the same time basically virtually repealing Medicaid. Yes. Uh, no.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, and the I'm, problem is that like, the only way that they're going to be able to get their republic. I mean, the Republicans hate it, not because it repeals Medicaid, but it doesn't repeal it enough. No. Right.
1: Is, is, that's what I was <laughs> about to say. Like, isn't that the crazy thing? Mm-hmm. The other side? It's like, we we don't want to help you at all. The government shouldn't help you at all. If The old people, like, y'all should have done better. You should have planned better. It's not our job to take care of you now. Like, what? I don't understand the this party, this so-called party of values, Christian values. And then just, and I thought, you know, the Bible that I read growing up said that we're supposed to help the poor and feed the hungry. I mean, I guess we're throwing that part out. We're only mm-hmm. looking at the, you know, it also does say if you don't work, you don't eat. But at the same time, you have to help the people who are having a hard time so that they can get to the point where they can work mm-hmm. to eat. But I mean, and, and old people who can't work. I mean, I don't understand why the animosity towards them like they never worked before mm-hmm. and they paid into that. And now yeah. you, we're just going like five times. Do you have to pay five times more? Mm-hmm. What, you know, like, I just uh, yeah, I yeah. don't understand. And, yeah, and again, the side of being just like we poor people. And, and then I heard the one I can't remember his name saying that poor people don't want health care.
0: Yeah, I remember.
1: I or they need to stop? Either, bu- and
0: they yeah. need to stop buying iPhones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because my iPhone costs the same amount as my insurance.
2: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, that was Jason Jay,
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. they're like talk about just being completely out of touch. With anyone who is poor or who is struggling, like that, just, you that means you don't have anybody around you, really personally, in your personal circle that you talk to every day that you know that's struggling. Because otherwise, how could you possibly continue to put forth bills like this if you know people personally? And, and it's like you shouldn't have to know people personally struggling to have empathy. But damn, this just makes it clear that they don't. Mm-mm. Yeah,
0: and I think the other, you know, really interesting piece is that, you know, when you hear, I sit in too many budget hearings, um, and so <laughs> the Medicaid director will come in and talk about, and it's interesting because, you know, I think the one good thing that Governor Kasich has done has been a strong supporter of be, the Medicaid expansion. Mm-hmm. Probably not for the right reasons, but, you know, we'll leave that one. Um, so we'll give them, like, <clears throat> just, like, a half a millimeter of credit for that. Um, but... So when his Medicaid director comes in and talks about it, you know there are people in the high legislature who don't believe in it either. That are just as crazy as people in the legisl- in the Congress. Yeah. But you know he comes in and he talks about how when you get people healthy, they can actually go out and get a yes! job. Oh my, god. oh my god! What? Like when they're unhealthy and they can't walk, they can't get a job. It's
1: shocking. Uh, so you know if you want these people to them. be able to help, help themselves, help them, baby Jesus, yeah. help them. They need some help. They need to be educated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So speaking of, yeah, education, like, we'll, yeah, we'll get into that later with his budget. But, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> well, uh, Alaska uh, Republican Senator Lisa Murkowski, um, she uh, she was saying that I don't think that the Planned Parenthood defund should be in the ACA bill that we're dealing with. Just don't think so. CNN uh, quoted her as saying. So, you know, I think that's that's a good chunk of it. And they were quoting... Uh, other sort of anon- uh, anonymous house aides that saying this bill is dead too many conservative groups are coming out against it there's no way they'll have the votes to pass it. it's con- pass it in its <laughs> current form mm-hmm. so
1: that also makes me nervous though that they're gonna try to go back and make it even mm-hmm. worse
2: yeah maybe but yeah, I, I I think there's been there's enough people paying attention to it right now, mm-hmm. um, that you know that they are probably going to put this thing in the back burner, uh, kick it back to the, to Paul Ryan's smoke filled back room, um, and and start to work uh, on uh, on Trump's budget. Um, yeah. Speaking of <laughs> that piece of shit, <laughs> what the came out or the, or the budget <laughs> – the.
1: I know we had to be specific. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Talk about the bill, there. <sighs> yeah, uh, it's it's the it's it's almost like a cartoon budget that Donald Trump from like 1985. You'd be like, oh, I bet this yeah. is what Donald Trump would do if he was president and now. He's unfortunately president, and it's just that bad.
1: Yes. Well, and it sounds like
0: that's how they made it because then the budget director dude got up and was talking about it yesterday. He's like, well, we listened to all of Donald Trump's speeches from the campaign, and then we went through and did what we thought he wanted based on those speeches. So it wasn't even like Donald Trump's like policy team sat down together with the budget people and said, okay, this is his priorities is they listened to his campaign speeches and decided to cut 30% out of the EPA or, you know, yeah, meals on wheels.
1: No.
2: And it's so, uh, housing and urban development, $6.2 billion cut, uh, department of transportation, $2.4 billion cut. And human Even though ser- he
1: was going to supposed to put in infrastructure bill, we're supposed to be doing infrastructure, something he said he was going to work with Democrats on to try to get people out to work, but instead he's cutting the Department of Transportation. Right. Like, okay, that wasn't in his speech to cut the par- Department <laughs> of Transportation. I don't remember that.
2: Health and Human Services cut twelve point six billion. <laughs> Department of Education nine billion. EPA two point six billion. I mean, just
1: basically, the EPA is going to be gutted cut in half there's not going to be any enforcement they've cut like so much research they cut uh the national institute of health that's like research for cancer and diseases we're not i mean right yeah
0: science we don't need science randy
1: Jeez.
0: uh
2: usda uh water and wastewater program (laughs) half a billion dollars cut quarter billion dollars for the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. So that's like weather research. Climate change isn't real. (laughs) Just huge, huge, massive cuts across the board. Uh, Somebody with the Washington Post pointed out that every single time Donald Trump flies to Florida to spend the weekend at Mar-a-Lago and back, that's Meals on Wheels for 461,538 seniors.
0: So if you want to cut money, stop fucking going to Florida every weekend. You don't need a vacation every week. Dude right. that was going to work 7 days a week, 24 hours a day would never take a vacation.
2: Right. So, yeah, it's it's inhumane how, you know, conservative isn't even the right word for No. It. It's just cruel and inhumane this Trump budget. You left
0: out the parts where the budget actually went up.
2: Oh, yeah. sorry. What are those?
0: <laughs> the defense department, more bombs, more more that we don't Planes, need more.
1: We literally have flyer, uh, fighter jets sitting in, I say boxes, I'm sure they're not in boxes, mm-hmm. probably like cargo. Yeah. But basically Stars, yes. just sitting around that we've made and didn't use. Mm-hmm. Why do we need to make more? Because right. he
0: wants to have fancy military parades outside of the White House, like you know Kim Jong Un does. And the guy, in North
1: I mean, the yeah. guy who, who <laughs> did everything he possibly could to not go into the military. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I just it's it's crazy. He's got small hands, Randy. Remember <sighs> that. I know, right. <laughs>
0: He needs Very. big guns. He needs big guns. He's got small hands. Right.
2: Yeah. So I mean, yes. biggest military in the world. Never once have I heard the generals come up and be like, "Hey, we don't have enough of this." You know. No. Normally, normally the story that you hear, and this fits right in, is some member of Congress is, "We're gonna get this for the military," and the yeah. military is like, "Eh, we don't actually need that." You know, mm-hmm. and it might be a ship, or it might be, you know, an yeah. entire set of planes. None of them have been need. coming forward saying, hey, you know, to protect our troops and the homeland. That conversation hasn't been going on. No. But, you know, here's wheelbarrows full of cash. Yeah. Uh, for for the military, who apparently are fully funded already. Yeah. Um, but we're cutting Meals on Wheels and PBS and NPR and and all of these other things that barely cost us anything in the big picture. And
1: is the VA getting an increase? Or are they it, is actually, it is
0: actually the one thing that is getting an increase that I might actually agree with.
1: Oh, okay. A very small <coughs> increase. Yeah,
0: smaller than the military. This military, I think, was like a 6% increase, and VA was like a 2% increase or something like that. But yes, it was actually on the increase. There were three things. I can't remember what the third one was in the article that I read. but
2: I don't know. But yeah, apparently uh, Trump was in the cabinet room uh, with uh, the press, and he was talking about all the things that we're doing for the VA, and I'm Down to Mar-a-Lago to have a very important meeting on the VA, and he looks at the VA secretary sitting right beside him. He's like, "Are you coming to that?" The VA secretary is like, "Uh, "No." (laughs) (laughs) What? It's like, how big of a meeting is this? (laughs) Your VA secretary just say
1: I'm going on my weekend vacation, right? To not do shit.
2: I have to go golf. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> He's golfed
0: more times than like Barack Obama did Like in his entire presidency But whatever
1: But he wasn't going to go on any Mm-mm. vacations Right. Like this man Oh man I mean this budget is ridiculous The education budget And this whole Now they're going to go to the school choice Or vouchers mm-hmm. Or whatever But it's like Not all the kids are going to be able to fit into a, quote, unquote, better school than maybe the one they were at. I don't understand. Wouldn't it make more sense to just make all the schools better instead of saying, well, these schools have so far they've done a good job. So here's some money. So you got I mean, all those kids are not going to fit at the good at the better school. I mean, it's not it's not going to happen.
0: So the kids, the poor kids, are going to be stuck in a really, really, really bad school. Yeah. Because vouchers don't actually work to help poor kids get into private schools. No. Because they don't pay the entire amount of tuition. They pay a portion of the tuition. Exactly. So who can afford to pay for the other portion of the tuition? I actually read a research study somewhere at one point where it was talking about the – like. The people who get vouchers are not even like new students going into these schools. They're mm-hmm. students who are already enrolled in a private school. Their parents are like, "Woohoo! I can sp- save a little money. I'm going to get this voucher." Yeah, like so. It's not even to move that poor kid from this struggling inner city public school into a private school so they can get better education. It's to pay mm-hmm. part of the tuition for a kid middle middle class, probably white kid who's already there. Yeah, right.
1: And I understand some people are like. Excited about this, um school choice Or you know On, on the face value It sounds great mm-hmm. You know Like on face value Right to work sounds great A lot of things sound great On face value That's why they named it that way mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily mean It's going to be a good thing For your child mm-hmm. Especially like you said If you're poor They probably just, The school's just going to get worse Because they're not going to have Any money And your kid's not going nowhere Yeah Yeah mm-hmm. Okay <laughs> Like, sorry. Like, this budget is terrible. It's so terrible.
2: Yep. Uh, so that's Trump world. Um, we'll we'll continue to keep an eye on that. Yeah. Um, back to Toledo, though. Uh, we want to talk about some of our events here in Ohio. Uh, last mm-hmm. night, um, I was uh, up there uh, with many of our Freedom of Choice Ohio coalition partners. Um, I'm stupidly going to try and name them all again. It's uh, Planned Parenthood was up there, Urge. Uh, For Our Future, um, Keep Abortion Safe and Legal in Toledo, which is the really excellent local group working to protect the Capital Mm -hmm. Care Clinic. They work with many of Capital Care's patient escorts. Um, Who else was there? AAUW. Mm -hmm. And somebody there that was speaking uh, for... the reproductive justice movement. Um, I can't, yeah, can't, I'm not sure if she was affiliated with an organization she or she was a it local an, activist. Anita? Nope. Oh. Anita Rios was there.
0: Okay, the so event. now, Ohio now, and Toledo now were there too. Yes. but yeah.
2: So, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch really, of people. Yeah, yeah Great really people. terrific event in Toledo. Um, the work that they're doing on the ground uh, to protect the clinic, to um, have patient escorts for uh, capital care is really admirable. Um, They're also working to put pressure on ProMedica, the local hospital system up there, who has the ability today to write a transfer agreement, Mm -hmm. a permission slip to the clinic uh, that gets them past all of Kasich's trickery, uh, costs the hospital system nothing, requires them to do nothing other than just sign one piece of paper saying, yeah, we'll take your patients if you Mm -hmm. have an emergency, which- Because they're going to take them anyway. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so a really terrific event. Uh, Annie Kroll, our field organizer, um, she was sort of the lead on this. I was up there to support and take pictures. Uh, Annie led uh, people in a, um, uh, an activity. They were writing letters to uh, Sherrod Brown. Uh, we talked about Sherrod Brown uh, a lot on the podcast last week. Um, he's, as we said, one of the most vocal opponents to the Neil Gorsuch uh, nomination for the Supreme Court. Um, so uh, the attendees all wrote letters thanking him for, uh, for that opposition and encouraging him to continue that and, you know, all the way through a filibuster, make sure that uh, this nomination doesn't just slip by. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And it was our culminating Row Together events for the kind of activist boot camps that we were um, rolling through. Mm-hmm. So Yes.
2: That no. got us over the one thousand yes. participant mark for all of these events That's statewide, awesome. which is massive. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so we've uh, that the same coalition uh, is moving forward with our annual advocacy day. Uh, so the Road Together boot camps now transition to a Road Together State House Advocacy Day, May third. <laughs> mark your calendars. Uh, take some you know time off of work if you have it. Uh, come down to. Uh, to Columbus uh, ten to four during the day um, it'll be a terrific uh, day to to get trained uh, and to meet with state legislators and uh, their offices and staff
0: yeah it'll be it's an annual event we do it every year it'll be fabulous and wonderful. Make sure your voice is heard in the state house we 're going to talk about our proactive policies, so we 're not just going to be talking about bad yeah. stuff but how they could do good things um, for our state. And just make sure that our pro choice voices are heard in the statehouse.
1: Exactly. Oh, it's time to get it on? Okay. Let's get it on. <laughs> okay, so I'm very excited. Um, This Tuesday, um, NARAL, along with Planned Parenthood of Greater Ohio, our Women of Color Repo Freedom Happy Hour, is having um our event, Appends to Pictures, which is going to be five short films um, by women who are actually incarcerated um, at Dayton Corrections um, facility so I'm very excited about it so if you're not doing anything it's going to be at the Columbus uh, Metro Library downtown the one on Grand Grant Street yep. yes <laughs> Uh, It's also on our Facebook page, um, 6.30 to 9 p.m. So we're going to watch all five films, and then we're going to have a panel. Um, Alana from New Voices, and New Voices is a reproductive justice organization um, that we do a lot of work with, mostly right now in Cleveland because that's where they're based. So I'm really happy that she has time to um, drive down to Columbus. So she's going to come and talk to us afterwards and just give, you know, a little RJ one-on-one for people who are not familiar. Um, Also, we're going to have the director of the program, Chinanya, and she's a um, film studies professor at Wright State. So it should be a really great event. I'm very excited to see the films and to get everybody talking. So that's going to be on Tuesday. On Thursday, um, I'll be in Cincinnati. We're going to have a Learn and Take Action night there. Um, Planned Parenthood will be there. And so I'll be giving a presentation. We'll be talking about, you know, what's been going on at the state house, these recent restrictions, and also supporting um, Sherrod Brown. So we'll be writing letters to Sherrod. And Planned Parenthood will be there to talk about, you know, all the things are going on with him and to do um, some direct action training. So that's Thursday from 6 to 8 in Cincinnati at Urban Artifact Brewery.
2: When she says Thursday, she means March 23rd.
1: Yes, <laughs> so Thursday, March
2: 23rd. Right. So March 21st is the thing at the library. March 23rd is uh, in Cincinnati.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Sorry, you were on a roll. I interrupted. Keep oh, going. no,
1: it's okay. Yay, you on the screen. S- uh, on the same day, you'll be in Canton. Is, is that scheduled? It was on the Google Calendar. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh,
2: so on, on March 30th in Canton, we've got a microphone training, uh, which mm-hmm. is a sort of a small group to talk a little bit more in-depth about some of the policies that we've seen recently and that we're seeing come back in this next legislative session. Um, uh, an email went out to people in the Canton area. You'll find information on all of these in the show notes for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that same night, March 30th in Dayton. Did you talk about that Oh, one,
1: yes. Right? And so then again, March 30th in Dayton, that's a... Thursday, 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 the next Thursday, so two weeks from yesterday. Um, we're going to be in Dayton having a Learn and Take Action night again. So if you're in that area, please come and join us. Planned Parenthood will be there um, with me as well, Stephanie, and we'll be at the Dublin. Pub. pub Dublin pub uh, from six to 8 p.m. March 30th. Again, we have Facebook events for all of these. So you've um, on our Facebook page, you can see all our upcoming events. And then on April 1st. Oh, wait, that's not us.
2: No, that's it's <laughs> a, a at April 1st uh, at the State House is a Columbus against sexual violence uh, rally. So um, we're we're promoting some of our friends' events here. Um, coming up in mid-April, it uh, hasn't yet been finalized, but uh, we'll probably do another one of these microphone trainings down in Athens. So yes. So if you're uh, at OU or live in the Athens area and want mm-hmm. some of this, uh, that's a geography yeah. that we haven't uh, Looking had Looking at April
1: to 13th, um, yep. just need to um, verify so um, the pencil venue. Pencil that one in and yeah. keep
2: your uh, ears peeled for that. Yes, mm-hmm.
1: but that will be happening in Athens. We're also planning on doing it a screening there too if we don't run out of time <laughs> before the kids are out of school, yeah. but right. definitely doing a learn and take action night there very mm-hmm. soon.
2: Yep. April 27th is preterms bowl April April 29th is women have options bowl and that brings us all the way back to the beginning of May and May mm-hmm. is advocacy day. So register, mm-hmm. register, register. We want to yes. have a huge crowd for that. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, one I said, more thing to you know, add. talk to your, mm-hmm. talk to your boss and, and take the day mm-hmm. off. Come to that.
0: Also, next Thursday, May twenty third, March, March twenty third, not May. God, um, I am actually speaking. The Department of Geology at Ohio State is doing a public panel lecture series thing that they do on the impact of this um, fake news and the distrust of science and fact in our political sphere. So they're going to be talking about fracking and the pipeline, Dakota access pipeline and the impact on reproductive health and reproductive justice and all these things. So kind of a very broad panel discussion. So that'll be a faculty club. Um, We'll put the um, information on, in the show notes on that as well.
2: Cool. Cool. And then our last uh, note before we go is we want to give a shout out to Amy Hagstrom Miller and the folks down at women's health, whole women's health Health, uh, in Texas. They reopened their Austin Whole Woman's Health
0: clinic this week, so Woo-hoo! it was one of the ones that was closed because of House Bill Two. They've now reopened it and are trying to reestablish a, a better foothold in Texas after the good Supreme Court ruling last year. So awesome! Good job, Amy, and all the staff at Whole Woman's Health. You're awesome.
2: Yeah, yes. that's. I mean, that's incredible. Just yeah. knowing what an extra clinic in Ohio would mean to, for you mm-hmm. know to have an extra mm-hmm. clinic in Texas, that's terrific.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yay. Okay,
2: we'll see everybody next week.
0: Bye. Bye.